We're continuing our series, um, The Daniel Plan, this morning. And what this whole Daniel Plan is about, it provides a way for us to kind of steward and, and take responsibility and, 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 you know, to the body that God has given us. We can live more healthy. And, and it's more than just so that we live healthy, we look good, whatever. That's not even it. What, what it's all about is, is that we would be healthy and able to experience everything God has for us while we're on planet Earth. That's why this is important. It's not that, oh, you know what, I can wear clothes. You know, no. It's beyond that. That's side benefits. The biggest benefit is we get to experience everything God has for us. And we've been talking about the five essentials. You know, if you, you look at your bulletin, you know, these five icon symbols, you know, they, they make up um, the Daniel plan, you know. Uh, it's faith, you know. It's, it's, it's really all about the power behind everything else, that, that everything comes out of plugging into God's power more than willpower, right? So we do that. There's food. There's eating food that is beneficial and, and cutting out what is not. You know, the thing that keeps ringing in my mind is like what Dr. Hyman in the video that in our small groups, that, that food is medicine, you know? And, and John had come back from this convention that he had to go and chaperone last week, and they were like shortbread cookies, right? You know, it's like, man, that's like one of my, alt- I mean, oatmeal raisin, that's like the greatest ever. But uh, shortbread, and I'm like, Food is medicine. You know, is that medicine? And I thought, ugh. So I thought, well, you know, what do you do when the medicine is too strong? I just broke it in half, ate it in half. You know, I, 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 I couldn't just not eat it. You know, I just broke it in half. And then the next day I ate the other half. No, I didn't. But, um, yeah. So it's food, uh, fitness, making sure our bodies are fit and able to accomplish everything God wants us to do. And, and focus, you know, our mental health, you know, just having the right attitude. That's so important. And then the last one is friends, you know, that we don't do this alone. We need each other. And, you know, there's this great, it's in your bulletins, you know, um, danielplan.com has the great stuff. You know, tried the breakfast smoothie they had, you know, even bought some protein powder, put that bad boy in, you know, held my nose dry. But no, I didn't have, it was good. You know, so it has a lot of good resources. I um, want to um, encourage you to check that out. But as I've you know, been reading the book, and the book is great, you know, and as I've been going through the thing, there are two things that I think are, are, are really, really powerful, and they're like game changers. You know, because you know, we've done, you've done, I've done you know, different kinds of um, diets and all this kind of Sonoma. You know, I did Sonoma, Atkins, you know, all these kind of things, you know. And there's, you know, um, you know, my best one was um, 30, the fiber, fiber 35, you know, thing where if you can get 35 grams of fiber every day, like, yeah, you know, did all that. But the thing that I really appreciate and the game changers to me is first is the foundation. It's like what Pastor Max was talking about last week, that it isn't about willpower. You know, because some of you all got like great willpower. I got like zero willpower. You know, it's like... You guys would have walked right past that shortbread cookies. You guys would have, you know, right? But for me, it's like, stop. First you smell. You know, I mean, it's just hard, man. To, but it's not about willpower. It's about trusting and relying on God's power. And when God's in there, you know, that is so much better and so much easier than willpower 
and willpower alone. I'll give an example. We had our district conference where we gather all the churches of the missionary church. We're part of the missionary church denomination. We gather them all together once a year. And so what they did this year was on Thursday night before the conference starts on Friday, they had all the, um, the pastors and some denominational leaders came down and they all had a dinner at the Willows, right? And so I thought, oh, the Willows. You know, it's like, what's the first word that comes to your mind when you think of the Willows? You just think of pound, right? You're just going to, just going to pound food, right? So I go in there and I say, God, I just need help. Right? So everybody, you know, there's crab legs and you know, prime rib and piling on their plate. You got guys from the mainland, like two plates, you know, that kind of stuff. And so, so I go there, and I go in the room, and there's like the proteins and all the good stuff right around the middle there, and are on the end, and in the middle, there's like the salad stuff, right? So first thing I do is I grab, a, there's like the large plates, then the medium plates, and then I don't know what those little plates are for, really. So I grab the middle plate, right, medium plate, and I just say, okay, you know what, I'm just going to go to the middle, Salad, 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 salad. At the end, I got my reward. There's like seared ahi, you know, stuff like that. So I got a bunch of that, went back to my table, started eating. Yeah, this is great. All the guys around me cracking crab, dipping it in butter and all this. But you know what? It really didn't bother, bother me, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say bother me, yeah. That too, because that's what I was thinking, right? Because crab legs, you know, the little tin of butter, right? You know, and I was like, holy mackerel. Well, it didn't bother me at all. And you know what's really weird? That was the first time in my life that I went home and I said, oh, Joe, this is weird. The first time in my life I, I leave a buffet and I kind of feel hungry now, right? Because after you leave the buffet, it's like, oh, you know, you're like, I got to sleep now, right? I was actually hungry. That's why I got in trouble with the shortbread cookies. But you, know, but, you know, that was the thing. And it was just so great. And it didn't help that I didn't pay for it. Because, you know, sometimes when you pay for the food, it's like, man, you got to get your money's worth, right? Not to pay. But the foundation, that's a game changer where we rely on God's power. The second thing is the importance of others. That... The, the thing that makes this Daniel plan so powerful to me is the fact that, that God has wired us to, to need other people, that we go through life in community. And in Romans 12, 5, the Bible says, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body. And we, and this was the crazy part, we belong to each other. We need each other, but we belong to each other. That community isn't an option. You know, when we can say, no, 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 you know, I'm pretty good. I'm self-sufficient. You know, I don't need other people in my life. But the truth is we all need other people. And, and I wanted to encourage you today, you know, and it's almost like a reminder because we kind of all know this. But I want to encourage you, like, you know, like as we move forward, don't go it alone. And that's why, like, in prayer cells, it's not about, like, just us praying as individuals. We're going to gather together with two or more people. The more, the merrier, you see? And I guarantee you, if you were going to pray once a week by yourself, that'd be kind of tough. But if you know there's going to be two or three or four or five other people there, you know, it makes it a lot easier to pray for your workplace, your neighborhood, your school, or whatever. 
And I just wanted to, to remind you today, because, you know, pretty much sometimes, you know, it's not just hearing brand new things. Sometimes it's about being reminded of something, and if something clicks in our hearts, and then it gets activated in our hearts, and then we do it. So I just want to remind you of three reasons why God says you need people in your life. And that being in a small group, and if you're in a small group, you know, great, because it's powerful. And if you're not in a small group, maybe this will be like a little nudge, a little poke, like, yeah, maybe I should get into a group, right? So the first thing, real quick, is we all are made to live in community, and the truth is I need others, I really need others to walk with me. That we all need others to walk with us. And being a Christian and following Jesus is often described in the New Testament of the Bible as a walk, all right? And it's a walk for a reason. Because being a Christian isn't about like these things we just check off. Oh, uh, receive Jesus as my sin. Got that one. Go to service most every Sunday. Got that one. You know, give a little hunk of money every week. I kind of do that. Right? And we just check them off. And we think, okay, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm a, I'm a good Christian. But what the New Testament talks about and what the Bible talks about, it, it's not about that. It's not about checking things off and just relaxing. It's about a walk. It's about taking steps. That, it, that it's a journey that we take every day to become more and more like Jesus and to accomplish what he calls us to do. And then we got to tap into what God wants us to do. And, and it's hard to do that by ourselves. We need the encouragement of other people. In Colossians um, 2 verse 1, it says, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those in Laodicea and for all uh, who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in the body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see you, see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. And what Paul is talking about, he's talking to a church. He's not talking to individuals. And he's saying, man, you know, there, there's this strong sense that, you know, there's of community. I want to be with you folks. It's so important that we be together. And then he goes on in verse 6, and he says, Therefore, as you receive Christ as your, as your Lord, just relax. No, he says, what do you do? Walk in him. See, when you accept Christ, that's the beginning. And now, walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you have been taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And he's addressing a church. And he's saying, for all of you, we got to walk in him together. See? We walk in him together. And as we walk in him together, we are rooted, we're built up in him, our faith grows stronger. You know, we abound and we rejoice in thanksgiving. There's so many positive things happen when we walk together, you see? And it's so important. Making a lifestyle change is not easy, right? At least for me, it's not easy. One of the, the issues is 
I just happen to be a great fan of food. Right? I love food. And I have my own definition of what junk food is. You know? Junk food to me is stuff like brown rice and, and um, baked kale chips and, and whole wheat pasta noodles and smoothies with vegetables in them, right? I mean, you know, that's what... And, and the truth is, I got to change, right? That, that, that's, that's warped, that I got to change. And, you know, but I'm not walking alone. You know, in the office every day, I'm so blessed. Pastor Max is there. He's an encouragement to me. Every day I watch him, he come in, and, and he enthusiastically drinks his protein mix with soy milk in it, right? And I... You know, he's drinking this thing, and, and he actually makes it look tolerable. You know, I mean, he's just like, you know. And it spurs me on. He said, yeah, maybe whole grain pasta isn't that bad. You know, maybe, you know, instead of getting a banana berry smoothie, my favorite smoothie at, at Jamba, right, a banana berry, blueberries, banana, you know, all that stuff, maybe I can opt for a kale, you know, kale, rubian kind of breeze where you have, Chia seeds and a full cup of kale, they say, in that smoothie. Mmm, yummy. <laughs> right? You know? At home, you know, I, 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 you know, it would be so tough to make healthier changes, you know, in my life if Joe wasn't, my wife wasn't so enthusiastic. You know, she cheers me on when I clear out our pantry of the less healthy stuff. You know, when I make you know, zucchini, spaghetti, pasta dish, noodles. She's like, yeah, this is like great, you know? And then when I wonder what recipe I'm going to use from the Daniel Plant cookbook, she goes, yeah, yeah, just go for it, Mark. That is great. You know, I love eating like this. You know, and, and if she didn't, it would be really hard. That any kind of change is hard, it's tough, but it's so much easier, it's so much better when we do it together, you know, when we do it together, that we, we need each other. You see, when we gather here together on Sunday mornings, you know, the, the, we get to worship together, we might pray together, um, we might eat some food together, but the truth is, we don't get to do a whole bunch of one another stuff, right? We don't hardly know everybody. Maybe you don't even know anybody in second service. But, this service isn't geared for us to do all this one another stuff. That's the power of being in a small group, that you get to do all the one another stuff. We get to encourage others. We can be encouraged, you know, that, that, that you can all be happy together as you chow down, you know, tofu and kale and you know, all that stuff, you know. See, but, but, but small groups are powerful. That we all need others to walk with us. And the question is, you know, do you have people to walk with you? You know, the other thing is that I need others to work with me. Got to walk with me, but we need others to work with me. In Ephesians 2.10, one of the verses we look at all the time, for we are God's masterpiece or workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And God put you on earth to do good works that only you can do. That before you were born, 
God kind of decided what the talents and, and what the gifts and, and what the natural abilities that he was going to give you. And, and he chose where you were going to be born and who your parents were and all this on and on. Why? Because, because he has a purpose for your life. And anytime you use your talents, anytime you use your natural abilities, you know, there's a, a and, and you, know, you do all those things in obedience to God, there's a word for that. The word is ministry. The word is service. That all of us are ministers. That you're all ministers. Whenever you do anything and you use your gifts, your talents, whatever you got, in obedience to God, you're doing ministry. And you're a minister. And the truth is we need to work and we need others to work with us. That there's no lone ranger ministers. That God created us to walk and minister together. And in Ecclesiastes 4.9, it says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Together we get more done. We don't get as tired. We learn from each other. Um, we're more courageous, right? When we're other people, we're more courageous and willing to step out in faith. That when we're together and we're with other people, we can attempt to do things that we wouldn't do alone, right? And that's how it is. You know, space, the final frontier, you know, these are the voyages of the Starship Enterprises. You know, the five-year mission is to do what? To explore, like, these strange new worlds and seek out new life and civilizations to boldly go where no man has gone before, right? And we know that. And even Captain Kirk had Spock and, and Dr. McCoy. You know, we need each other. We need each other. Having others to work with you is another blessing of being in a small group or serving in a, in a ministry team. You know, that, that you get to work together, that you get to walk in the good works that God has prepared for you before you were born, and you do it with others. You know, how great, how great is that? You know, um, this past week, uh, you know, we, we're, we have adopted HP Women's Basketball. I got to go right after uh, second service. I got to go. We have our game um, at the Blaisdell. But, um, you know, earlier this week, you had the Rockholms. You know, you had Lita Rockholm and Dave Rockholm, and, and they volunteered to provide a meal for, uh, for the team. And so they come, and, and, and Dave's there, and Lita had to go to work, so Dave got to go, and Peter, you know, their son, the few, the proud, the Marines, you know, he's there. And he's coming in, and Ken Seaman is there. And they come in, and I see them a little earlier. They're up in the top, and, you know, they're cheering together, having fun together. And I thought, you know, that's so great. You know, that they're doing something for a team, and they're having fun doing it, you know. And that's the blessing of having others who we can work together with. And... Do you have people that you can minister and serve God with? You know, people that you can boldly go where no man has gone before. You know, Barry Fong would never go to Thailand if his wife Amy didn't go, right? But he goes, you know. Third thing, I need others to go and share Jesus with me. See, God's called us to go and make disciples. That's our primary purpose for living. That's why God created us, to go and share his love and to share his gospel with others. But it's scary, right? And so, so we need others to go with us so together we can share his love. That's why in Luke 10, verse 1, um, this is what Jesus did. After this, 
Jesus appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him. How did he send them? Two by two. Into every town and place where he himself was about to go. He sent his disciples to go. He didn't just go one, one at a time. He sent them out in teams. You know, he sent them out in teams. And, and that's why it's so important, you know. Um, we, we were to go out together. And that's why, you know, you talk to the guys who went to, the, um, to Japan on their short-term mission trip. You know, they come back. They're all, like, excited. They got to work together. They got the same old jackets. You know, they, they got the same slippers. You know, they just... They probably got same underwear. It's like, you got your underwear on? Yeah, I got my underwear on. You know, walking, you know, all that stuff. They're excited. They're a team now. You know, and they look around. And he goes, hey, Mark don't got the underwear we got. You know, all that stuff. They got the jackets and all that stuff. But, but, but that's what happens. We, we work together. Every month, small groups go to the Next Step Homeless Shelter to do a meal service for the residents there. You know how hard it is for you to just, just go ourselves to the, to the homeless shelter? Do 200 meals, but small groups go together. It's fun, you know. Max and Jared and I, we would do prayer walks around this community, you know. And and I've done prayer walks, but it's so much better doing it with with Max and Jared, you know. Because after you're walking, it's like, hey, guess I go lunch. Shoot, we go lunch. We want to go. Oh yeah, there's that vegan place over. No, we didn't say that. But we go, right? And I remember one time Max had this great idea, really a great idea. He goes, you know. I wonder how many households live on these streets, you know, right? Yeah, right, right out here, you know, between uh, Pensacola and, and P.E. Koi, right? So it's like, I don't know, a lot, Max. <laughs> he goes, maybe we should count them, you know? And, and God was preparing him to run for office, right? <laughs> and so I said, okay, we're going to count, okay? Right. And so, so what we did was we divvied up. And so we took different streets, and we just counted mailboxes and mail, you know, because we figured that's every household has a mailbox. And we went, and I can't imagine just doing it all by myself. It took me a long time, but we pretty much got it done, you know, in about an hour or so. And how many households were there, Max? A lot. Yeah, over, a, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a thousand, you know, and then, yeah, how much? Over yeah, I think it was like, a, I think it was 1,100 or something like that. But it was like mind-blowing to me. <laughs> Yeah, it was, you know, and, and, and we covered more ground, and then we, you know, we came back, and it was like, great, this was fun doing this together, that, that we go out, and we share Jesus with the world together, we prayer walk, we do these things, we get in prayer cells, we do those things, but also, we share Jesus with the world around us by, by the love that we have for each other, you see? that that's what demonstrates to the world what God's love actually looks like. In John 13, 35, it says, By this, all people will know you're my disciples if you have love for one another. You know? And when you're in that group of people, and, you know, they're just loving it and having the same jackets and went to Japan and just enjoying Jesus together. And it's just, you know, everybody's different, but they're getting along. And it's just, just, you know, truly loving each other, genuinely loving each other. It makes a statement to the world around them. You know, when the church is fighting and grumbling and all these factions going on, who would want to join that, right? But when you see something, you see love, you see people doing things, sacrificing for other people, man, that's something that people would want to be a part of. See, the truth is we need each other. 
that we need others to walk with us, to work with us. If we're going to go out and make disciples, we'll need other people to do that as well. And that's why it's so important to be in a small group. It is so vital that we're in small groups. And um, there's a young woman in our church. She's on our worship team. Her name is Elise. And, 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 and you know, she, we had to, to kind of push her to, to, to lead a small group. But you know what? She took that great step of faith. I wanted Elise to come up and share something with us. Hey, Max. Got the mic. <clears throat> oh, you got the mic? Good. Hey, no, no, I know you're a little nervous. Don't worry. I mean, they're all looking at you, eyes, but you know, don't worry. Is it on? Yeah, see, there you go. All right. I'm so blessed by Lisa. I mean, she, she kind of encourages me on just by what she's doing, and she earmarks people, and she said, you know, I've been fighting this guy. I don't want to mention Nelson Soul's name. I've been fighting <laughs> that guy for months, but she's going to continue, you know? She's like a pit bull. You know, right? She she got other people to join the group. But anyway, uh, last year you took a step of faith, you know, to lead a small group. And uh, how did God meet you where you were? You know. Um, well, I was super nervous, just like how I'm really nervous standing up here in front of all of you guys. I'm shaking a little bit, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Anyway. But um, God was just really faithful in, like, starting me off with a group of people who I had already started forming relationships with. And um, he just really built my confidence that way in leading. And as my confidence grew, he started adding to our number in our small group. Have you ever led a small group before of any kind Uh, like that? No. And I don't really like saying that I lead it. I like saying that I facilitate it. No, but you're leading it. (laughs) You're the leader. I'm a facilitator. Come on. (laughs) We'll work on that. Oh, okay. But, no, but you're a leader, right? And, and, but, but that's the first time ever. Yes. Right? Yeah. You didn't want to lead. No. But you did. Yeah. Right? Kind of co- Pastor Mark forced me to. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, like, as you did it, any regrets, though? No, not at all. Huh? Maybe little one. No, none. No. No. What has having this small group that you meet with every week? What has it meant to you? Because you didn't want to do it, now you're doing it. What has it meant to you to have this small group? It's a really big blessing because if I never took that step of faith, I wouldn't be a part of all these different people's lives and their walk with God, and I would never have seen them grow and progress in their relationship. So that's been really cool. I mean, you love your small group. Oh, yeah. They're cool. Yeah. Yeah. As the leader, you just love them, right? Yes. <laughs> no. And, and you guys, and the exciting thing is you just, you know, you went from, oh, I, don't wanna, I don't know if I can, I don't want to do this, to actually leading a group. And now you just keep, you know, you're just like, how many people in your small group on a regular basis right now? Um, there's like maybe eight of us right now. Okay, see, there's eight, but you're continuing. And that's the cool thing about Elise is that sometimes we get small groups and we go like, oh, that's enough people. I don't want no more people. I like all the people in our group. You know, I'm friends. I'm comfortable with the people. But you just keep reaching out to people, right? One at a time. <laughs> One at a time, right? <laughs> then you guys pray, and then you just twist. No, you just, I mean, but you invite them, right? And then you've been, you've been growing, and you've been meeting in Kaneohe, and, 
and you might be moving or you're going to need to move soon because the group is is getting bigger, right? Yeah, it's it's getting big. Parking is hard. <laughs> right. And and that's the other thing I appreciate about Elise is like, hey, parking's hard. The venue's small. No more people. No. She said, no, we, we'll find somewhere else. So she's inquiring in the Blaisdell, uh, Aloha Stadium, you know, Stan Sheriff, right? <laughs> On the big screen, have the Daniel, that'd be awesome, right? Yeah. Anything you would want to share with people as far as, you know, who are maybe, let's take it one step back. Maybe, you know, like taking the step to be a leader is too much. But what about, what would you say to someone who's just kind of like nervous about joining a group? How would you encourage them? I'd say it's, it's <clears throat> awesome to join a small group because, I mean, it's great that everyone comes on Sunday, but you really have to find a place to get plugged in and outside of service because that's when you really um, build connections with people and relationships with one another and you're encouraged by them and, you know, it's just... It's an awesome place to start and fellowship. So let's take that chance, right? Yeah. I know there was another question which I skipped, which I did this one that wasn't on the thing. We'll do that second service, okay? What? Okay. <laughs> See? Right here. See? Right here. What? This, this will be coming more, right? We're supposed to do that. We didn't do that, right? So we'll do that second service. All right. Thanks, Elise. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm sorry, I had to explain that to Elise because she's a teacher and you know how they like to go through all that checklist. I didn't know if she was all like super prepared and would have been all upset if we didn't do that last question. But we were designed to be in community with others. And that if you want to live a healthy, fulfilled life, that we, we gotta we gotta have others. And that's why I just so excited about this Daniel plan and, and what's going on and seeing our lives transform. Because it, it takes us humbling ourselves before God and saying, God, you know what? Can't do it myself. I got to tap into you. I need faith. I got to plug into your power. But I also need others. You know, I need Pastor Max and his protein mixes with soy milk. I need Jared with his crazy love for brown rice. I need them, right? Okay? <laughs> I want to encourage you to join a small group. And if you can't for this series because you've got a couple more weeks, you know what? That's fine. Just gear up for our upcoming um, campaign called The Story of Jesus, coming up right after the Daniel plan. And I'm really excited about The Story of Jesus because I think it's the first time in 10 years that we're going to intentionally go through the life of Jesus from his birth to his resurrection and what he's called us to do every week. We're going to look at that. And so I'm really excited about that. You know? At this time, we have about you know, 17 or 18 small groups that are going through the Daniel plan. And I'm just praying, man, because I'm excited about that. But I'm praying that we would have at least 20 groups, small groups for our next campaign. And so I want to encourage you to get in the game. That this is a year where, where God is saying, it's time to arise and shine. It's time to arise and shine his light to the world around us. And in order for us to do that, that we have to grow in our relationship with the Lord. And I guarantee you that if you would engage, fully engage, 
that you come here to service and get cheered on and then you get in a small group and you do life together, you're going to grow. That you're going to grow in your relationship with the Lord and, and you'll grow in your relationship with others and you're going to have some fun along the way. Because for me, the most funnest people on earth got to be Christ followers. It has to be Christ followers. And so I kind of I, I I like fun. And it's got to be fun. And it's going to be fun because we're going to do this together, all right? And so just, you know, maybe it's adjusting your schedule a little bit. Maybe it's sacrificing some things. Maybe it's putting Jesus in, in the forefront of your life and maybe getting rid of certain things from your schedule. But I guarantee you it's going to be worth it because you'll begin to walk in the true purpose of why God created you. Because if you ever wondered why God created you, there's a reason. That at the end of your life, there are going to be people coming up to you in heaven and saying, thank you. Thank you for sharing Jesus with me. I cannot thank you enough. And for all eternity, there are going to be people. There are going to be people that God used you to touch and draw them to him. And there is nothing more important than that. Because when we're in eternity... And we're in that wonderful place called heaven. And when we see life from the perspective of eternity, everything is going to be, our eyes are going to be open. And we're going to see things that maybe we don't see right now as we look forward to that. We're going to look at our lives and we're going to see just how short our lives were here on earth. And we're going to see how immense and enormous Eternity really is. And so that's why I pray for all of us, and I pray almost every day, God, your kingdom come, your will be done, right here on earth, in everybody that comes to our church, that they will get a glimpse of the kingdom, that they will get a glimpse from eternity's perspective, and that we would begin to live our lives in such a way that really reflects what God has put us here. So, you know what? It's challenging sometimes, right? All the activities we have in our lives. But in view of eternity, what is really important? And that's why we need each other to boldly go where we haven't gone before. Why don't you stand with me this pray? Just like right now, we arise and shine as a church, right? as people. Let's pray. Father, thank you that, that we are not made to go through this life on earth by ourselves, that we need each other. We need others. And I pray, Father, that you know, for us, maybe a, a step is to just get engaged in a small group. Maybe it's like Elise taking a step to lead a small group. And Lord, I pray, God, I pray that you would open our eyes and our hearts to see how important it is and that we would live our lives with eternity in mind and that we begin to walk in what you've called us to. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless. Uh, if you want prayer, you know, come up, pray with you. Don't forget to pray for the youth this week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to come back on Monday. And there are some, there's some refreshments in the back.
And so go uh, enjoy. God bless.